0: Christmas, and thank you for your steadfast dedication to our Lord Jesus Christ. In this celebration of our Lord's birth, Pastor Lau and Pastor Da would like to welcome you to the following Christmas message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's teaching that will change your life with love, joy, and peace in Jesus. And now, Pastor Lau.
1: Today, I would like to talk about an important person in the story of the birth of Jesus Christ. And her name is Mary. We're going to look at the life of Mary and learn three principles. Why God chose Mary to be the mother of the Son of God. We'd like to know and understand so that God will look at us and choose us as well. In fact, God has a plan and purpose in this world. And God created each and every one of us to be unique and to have your own custom-made purpose and plan that will fit with the big plan of God in this world. The big plan of God is that The main plan of God is to save as many people as we can out of sin and bondage and the hand of the enemy, into salvation, into relationship with Christ, and make them disciple that they will continue to make disciple. So that is his big plan, but all of us are part of that big plan, some of us. God may create us or wire us to be a preacher. Some of us, God wires us to be administrator. Some of us may be good in singing, leading worship. Some of us may be good in prayer, an intercessor, praying for people. Some of us are like a pastor, looking after people. But why God chose only certain people to do certain things for him But why so many Christians sit in the church and do nothing for God? The reason because they don't understand that God wants to choose them and use them for his purpose. God specifically chose Mary, that young girl, teenager, to be pregnant by the Holy Spirit and carry the baby Jesus inside her womb. You may say that, oh, Pastor Lau, God will never use me. I'm not good enough to be used by God. You are totally wrong. God can use you, and God desires to use you, call you, anoint you, and allow you to do great things for Him in this generation. And Mary is a good example of an ordinary woman. First of all, I want to say that Mary is not God. The Bible never said that we need to worship Mary. The Bible never said even one time that Mary is perfect and sinless. Actually, Mary was a human being like you and me. I believe she makes some mistakes. She is still a human being like us. But the wonderful things that we learn from Mary is that she is a teenager, young. She is not rich. She's just an upcountry girl. Somewhere small upcountry, not in New York. She was not even born in a big city like Los Angeles or New York. She did not have any PhD diploma. She was young too. She was not a 50 years old or 45 years old person who experienced a lot of things in life. She was young, not rich, poor, and uneducated, and very simple woman, ordinary woman, but God. Did an extraordinary thing through her. And that is a miracle. And we can have the same experience that even though we are simple people, some of us may not be PhD or know a lot of things, but God can still use you to do great things for Him in this generation. Luke chapter 1, 26 to 27, the Bible says, Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. God sent an angel, Gabriel, to give a special assignment to this young lady named Mary. How would you feel if an angel appeared into your home, standing up there and talked to you? How would you feel? I believe that your knees will knock each other. I believe that your voice will be very trembling and you were shocked and troubled and very scared. And I believe that that's what happened to Mary as well. She was a young girl, not a person who had a lot of experience in life. And she saw the archangel Gabriel standing there. I believe that she was, at the beginning, was kind of fearful. Even the Bible says in verse 29 and verse 30, but when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying. And consider what manner of greeting this was. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid. Mary, for you have found favor with God. I like that. I like to change that name to someone else in the church. Kyla, you have found favor with God. Amen. Alice, you have found favor with God. You have found favor with God. Do not be afraid. When God gives you an assignment, when God shows up in your life, the first reaction we have is fear. We are troubled. The word "trouble" in the Greek language here means petrified or scared to death. I believe that Mary was very disturbed, very confused and very scared of what's going to happen to her. You can imagine what kind of fear she has. She has the fear of criticism. A young woman, virgin, not married, but get pregnant, and the tummy gets bigger and bigger without being married yet. And how is she going to tell people that I'm pregnant? The fear of the supernatural. How many people are sometimes are scared of the touch of the Holy Spirit? Something supernatural. A lot of people are scared of the supernatural. Or the fear of inadequacy. She was young, inexperienced, no education, and very simple woman. And she has to carry the Son of God on the inside of her. The fear of inadequacy. And the fear of change. Maybe. Her fiancé, Joseph, say bye-bye. Something change happened. Maybe all of the whole town, all the neighbors reject her and don't want to talk to her anymore. The fear of change in her life. But God still used her because she overcame that fear and decided to do something for God. We're going to look at three things from the life of Mary, why God chose her. And I want God to choose you as well to do great things in this generation. How many people want to be chosen by God? How many people want to be used by God to touch the world for Him, to change life for Him? I want to be used of God. We have only one life to live. Amen? Amen. The first thing that we see from her life is that she is a person who desires to do the will of God. Everyone say desire. You must be desired to do the will of God, then God will choose you because He is not a boss that comes and force people to do anything. He is a very gentle God. If you are not willing to, He will not force you. So the first thing you need to do is to make a decision, Lord, one thing that I desire the most in my life, more than anything else, is you and your will. And I want to do your will in this one life. I know that you created me in a special way. I'm so unique. And I want to discover the purpose of my life. I want to know exactly what I need to do Why I'm living on earth here. Not only that, I will cooperate with you and I will do whatever you tell me to do. If you do that, you will not miss the will of God. And your life will make it count on earth here. Before you die and go to heaven, you will say, God, I have done my best. I'm done, waste my life away. And that's what happened to Mary. She did not waste her life away. Unfortunately, many Christians in the earth here right now are wasting their life away. They never make anything count in this world. This is live day by day for their job, for their retirement, for their income, and then they died, and they don't get any rewards in heaven. That day, the angel appeared to Mary and said, uh, we have a fantastic plan for you. You know God wants to show up on earth here. God wants to come as a human and so that human can relate to him and he wants to use your womb. He wants to come as a baby in your body. What do you think? I believe Mary at the beginning a little bit shocked but Mary responded. Mary wanted to fulfill the will of God in her life. But before we go on about Mary, I want to tell you why God chose to be born as a baby 2,000 years ago. Instead of coming with 1,000 chariots of fire, with archangels and 1,000 angels come down from heaven the first time, why did he come as a baby? Because baby never scare anybody. Amen? God doesn't want to scare us. God is loving and compassionate enough that He wants us to know that He loves us and He doesn't want to scare us. How many people like baby? I like baby. Uh-huh. Amen. As He comes as a baby at that time 2,000 years ago, we know that God cares for us and God is sensitive to our feeling. The second reason He came as a baby because He wants to identify Himself with us. He wanted to experience what we experience. He wanted to go through everything that you went through. Went through being a baby, growing up to be a toddler, walking, running around, and grow up to be a full grown-up man. He wanted to understand human beings, and at the same time, we can understand who God is by looking at Him, and we can relate to each other. How can a human relate to God if God never shows up as a human? So he wants to have relationship with us. He understands us, and we understand him. It's about relationship. That's why he was born as a baby. Amen. And God said to Mary that I want to use you. Look at Luke chapter one verses forty six to forty eight. How Mary responded. And Mary said, "My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit." had rejoiced in God my Savior. For he has regarded the lowly states of his maid servant, for behold, henceforth all generations will call me blessed. How did Mary respond? Mary decided to choose the will of God. Mary did not say uh, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute, I have my own agenda. This is gonna interrupt my plan of life. Oh, can you choose somebody else? I'm not ready. I'm not good enough. She did not say that. She did not say that, you know, angel, I plan to go to university. I plan to get married later on. I plan to do this and that. I want to become an accountant or lawyer. Please don't get me pregnant right now. I have my own plan. Don't disturb my plan. She did not say that. She said, Okay, whatever you want, I'm willing to give up my plan and my dream and my purpose for the will of God. She said, my soul magnified the Lord. She did not come to God like, really? You want me to get pregnant with the Son of God? Okay, get it done. Get it done soon. Get it out of my way so I can move on with my life. Please, get it done. Did she say that? No. Sometimes we serve God with that attitude. Okay, you want me to help in the Chinese revival service? Okay, get it done as soon as possible. Then I can go home and watch TV, okay? Don't lay hand too long. Don't move in the Holy Spirit too long. I have my own business to do. Some people respond to God that way. They did not magnify the Lord. Mary was not that kind of person. Mary say, yes, I magnified you and I rejoice in you. You can see that. She responded to the call of God because she really knew her God. And she loved God so much. Lately, God told me that, make sure that this church is full of joy. People will laugh in the church, laugh at home, laugh in their bedroom, everything they face problem, they laugh about it. This is going to be a joyful church because if they know me and they have faith in me, when the problem comes, they will not say, again the problem, they will, ha, ha, ha. Because my God is bigger than this problem. Christian faith should be like Mary. When she was told that she's going to get pregnant, she did not, uh, uh, oh, trouble, trouble, trouble. No, she, ha, ha, ha. Ho, ho, ho. She rejoiced. She magnified the Lord. She got excited. We call in English word enthusiasm. She jumped up and down. Good. She rejoiced in the Lord her God. Enthusiasm comes from the word in. Theos mean God. And en mean in. How you can get excited in your life, enthusiastic or get very exciting about things, you need to be in God. How you can be in God? You need to be wrapped around with the Holy Spirit. Be in the presence of God all the time. When God is around you and wrapped around you, you cannot just sit still and you have a long face and sit, look sad. You get excited about everything you do. Amen? Get enthusiastic. Mary was very enthusiastic about what's going to happen to her. She magnified God. She praised God right away. And she also rejoiced in the Lord her God. I can see that her face must be smiling and laughing and having a good time. The church should be that way. The church should be rejoicing in the plan and the purpose of God for our life. Amen? Not only that, she is a humble woman. She said, For he has regarded the lowly state of his maidservant, for behold, henceforth all the generations will call me blessed. I want people to call you blessed one day. All the generations will call you blessed. She said that I'm just a maidservant. She did not talk to the angel. Wow, God is so fortunate. You picked the right woman. I'm so smart. I'm so sharp. I'm so beautiful. I have a Look at my hair, so soft. And look at me. I'm like better than Miss Universe. Look at my shape. Look at my intelligence. I have the IQ of 120. She did not say that. She said, by the grace of God, you chose me. In other words, If we want to be used by God, we need to be humble and realize that without the grace of God, we cannot do anything. Amen? Amen? We need the grace of God. God pick us out from the world. We are nothing. And then He anoint us. He put the Holy Spirit. He put understanding. He put the favor and the grace of God in order to be able to do what you call to do. Amen? And that is exciting that God used simple people like us no nothing, I'm not great in anything. But God anointed us and juices. I remember when I started this church twenty years ago, some people gossip about me outside the city that, oh, he has not finished drinking the bottle of milk yet, and he's just a small guy, not with the blonde hair and big nose like American pastor. He spoke with thick accent. Oh, this church gonna fail. No way, this neurosurgeon who never went to Bible school gonna build the church. No way. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. I am weak, but He is strong. And He is strong in me that I can do the job that He called me to do. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And now we touch so many people in the world through our podcast and CD and touch other cities as well because of the grace of God. So the first key in being called and um, being chosen by God is the desire to be used of God and to fulfill the purpose of God in our life more than anything else. In Psalm chapter forty, verse eight, King David said, "I delight to do Your will, O my God, and Your law with, is within my heart." King David said, "I delight to do Your will." Second Corinthians chapter five, verse nine: Therefore, we make it our aim whether present or absent, to be well-pleasing to Him. How do you know that you want to do the will of God, to please God? If you want to know that you really want to do the will of God, you need to be a praying person. Listen to the voice of God all the time. You need to know exactly what He wants you to do each day. Amen? praying to God, talking to God, listening to God like Mary. Mary opened her heart to receive the message from heaven through the angel Gabriel. And look at how she responded to the voice of God in Luke chapter 2, verse 19. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Mary quietly treasured the words from the Lord through the angel. She, is, she was having the listening ears. She wants to find out what God wants in her life. If we want God to choose us, we need to have a listening ear. Listen to what God wants to do in our life. For sure that this is God wants me to do. And then go for it. Amen? Let me ask you this question before I go to the second reason why God chose Mary. What is the most important things in your life? What do you decide the most in your life? To get married? To be financially independent, to make a million, to have a nice home, to retire soon at 30 years old, try to rip off people right now as much as you can so that you can retire at 30 years old, or oh, the most important purpose of your life is to sit at the beachfront house at Oahu and watch the sun come down on the See, is that your highest purpose in your life? Nothing wrong about all these things. (laughs) Nothing wrong about have the beach fun house. Nothing wrong about having a million dollars. Nothing wrong about getting married and have a beautiful house. But I pray that the thing that you decide the most in your life is to fulfill the purpose of God. Amen? Am I tempted to do those? I'm tempted to sit in white. Hi, Oahu, and retire soon. But I cannot do that. I'd rather continue to take care of the church. Amen? Amen. Two days ago, somebody told me that a big church in Seattle, the pastor left, and they don't have any senior pastor. They struggle looking for a senior pastor. And when I listen to that comment, I say, it's not going to happen to New Hope. I'm going to be here. I'm going to be with my chief. No one can buy me. No one can take me out of here. I'm going to stay with my chief. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. That is my calling, is to be a pastor. Amen. Second thing, God uses people who decide to pay the cost. Number one, desire to do the will of God. Number two, to pay the cost. Every time you want to fulfill the plan of God, something going to happen that you need to decide between God and your own desire. So you have to pay the cost. Every time you want to step out to do something for Him, it's scary because you don't know the future, you don't know what's going to happen to you, how your friend is going to look at you, and you may be rejected, and you need to step out by faith. And willing to pay the cost. Luke chapter 1, verse 38. Then Mary said, Behold, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. Let it be done to me according to your word. She said, Okay, Lord, I am ready. I'm willing to pay the price. I'm willing to count the cost. It doesn't matter if I have to go through all the hardships and rejection. I'm willing to do your will. Mary decided to follow the will of God. And after that, she said, I'm willing to go through anything. Verses 31 to 33, And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And his kingdom will be no end. Definitely she needs to pay the cost in order to carry the baby Jesus. The first thing she needs to pay the price is to lose her reputation. You need to put your feet in her shoes or sit in the same boat and think about this. 18 years old or maybe 16 years old, go. No education. Her parents are not rich in the town of Nazareth. How is she going to tell people? yes. I'm a virgin, but I'm pregnant. How is she going to tell her fiancé, Oh, Joseph, I'm pregnant. And by the way, I'm pregnant by God. And people could say, give me a break. (laughs) Yeah, really? You're pregnant by God? People are going to think that she's crazy. She has to face gossiping, criticism. She may lose a lot of friends. She may even lose her fiancé. But thank God, Joseph was a spiritual man. He can sense the spiritual thing in his life. She has to go through rejection and lose her reputation. How many people are going to believe that story? Oh, you know, the baby in me is a son of God. Yes, it will be easier. Nine months later, the baby comes out, and the baby starts to perform signs and wonders. (laughs) Her reputation comes back. Okay, this baby is a son of God. But no. It took 30 more years before Jesus performed signs and wonders and proved that that baby was the son of the living God. She had to go through this rejection and misunderstanding for 31 years before Jesus proved himself as the son of God. Wow. She was willing to pay the cost, count the cost. Amen. And a lot of people may even say, Wow. I think Joseph and Mary must have a soul tie. Joseph should dumb her. This is a dysfunctional family. The husband is crazy. He's a dumb man that took the woman who pregnant with another man. He must be a dumb man. I think Joseph went through the same thing too. If you want to do the will of God, you are willing to go through being misjudged, misunderstood, and being criticized. And it's not easy to go through that. Amen? Yes. I can understand Mary very well because I have gone through those things for many, many years when I started the church. I understand very well. I went through the same thing all the criticism and, and all the things that happened. But I thank God that He is a good God. Amen? Yes. It cost her not only her reputation, it costs her her comfort. Can you imagine? After she got pregnant, God told her that the baby is going to come out in Bethlehem. She lived in Nazareth. And this pregnant woman had to be on the back of a donkey to go to Bethlehem. Is it easy? No Toyota? No Hyundai? No (laughs) Honda car? No SUV? She has to be on the donkey back and travel across the the town, into another city. And not only that, she did not have an overlake hospital. She did not have a delivery room with nursing and good gynecologists and lumbar epidural block, no pain. She had a baby in the dark stable around the animal. After that, not only the story is not done yet, she heard that Hera going to kill her and her baby. She has to run away with her kid and her husband into Egypt and stay there for many years. Is this fun? No. This is not a comfort. This is the cost that she needs to pay. She has to lose her comfort. She cannot stay in her own home for many years. She has to suffer for God. That's why Jesus said in Luke chapter 14, 27 to 28, And whoever does not bear his cross and come after me, cannot be my disciple. For which of you, intending to build a tower, does not sit down first and count the cost, whether he has enough to finish it? Are you willing to pay the cost? Philippians 3, verse 7, But what things were gained to me, this I have counted loss for Christ. Apostle Paul said that everything that I have in my life, I'm willing to Give it up for the cause of Christ, for the will of God. In order to be used of God, you may have to give up something. Amen? You may need to give up certain habits. Some of you like to sleep in on Sunday. You need to give up the sleeping in habit on Sunday. Some of you may like to travel all the time, having fun. Now you have to give up that traveling and travel for God for the mission trip. Some of you like to play golf on Sunday and Saturday. You may have to give up playing golf to come to church. Give up something. You count the cost. You may have to give up even relationship. I'm not talking about your wife, your friend. Don't give up your wife, okay, please, for the ministry. And there's no such thing that give up your wife for the ministry. You need to love your wife. You may need to give up some friendships because I, if I don't say this, some people may quote my teaching today. Oh, he said, give up relationship, so I need to kick my wife out of my house. No. You may need to give up your dreams. You may need to give up your ambition and your goal for God. I gave up. I want to be a professor in a prestige university in the world to write a lot of journal and want to have the title Professor in front of my name. I gave that up to be a pastor of the local church and I don't mind, so that the will of God will be done. Amen? We need to give up something for God. Number two. Number one, desire to do the will of God. Number two, we have to pay the cost. Number three, people who dare to believe in the promise of God. To do whatever God called us to do, something looks like a risky thing, because you don't know the future. And it depends on a lot of miracles. Things happening depends on the supernatural thing to happen, therefore, you need to really walk by faith, you need to trust the promise of God. In Luke chapter 1, verses 34 to 37, then Mary said to the angel, How can this be? You can see that Mary said, Wow, this needs a miracle, how can this be? Since I do not know a man. And the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age. Another miracle. Elizabeth was too old to get pregnant, and she was pregnant. And this is now the sixth month for her who was called barren, for with God, nothing will be impossible. Will this sentence be in your heart when you respond to the call of God? That nothing is impossible with God. It may look impossible in the eyes of man. I remember when God called me to start a church in, in 1987. I said yes, and we start the first service on the first Sunday, January 1988. Before that service on Friday, I drove out of my house. The sky looked yellow, not blue, because I was so scared. How I gonna be a pastor of the church? I never preach in English. I don't even know how to sing charismatic song because I came from Baptist background in Thailand. And we're gonna start the charismatic church. Pastor Da did not know how to run the Sunday school, and I was. Cry out to God, God, you need to help me if you want me to start a church. And God spoke to me in my car. I remember I was driving on I-5, passing that bridge, and he said to me, don't worry, son, I will be with you and I will help you. Nothing is impossible with God. If you respond to the call of God, you need to hang on to the promise. He promised that I have a lot of people in this city that, even though they may go to church, but no one takes care of them and no one cares about them. They just sit there. But your church can be the church that people will be taken care of. Every single member will be taken care of very well. You're going to love them and you'll care for them. And I hold on to that promise that God has certain people in this city that need this kind of church. I don't say that we are better than other churches. Don't take me wrong. It's just it's a church that people want to be taken care of and want to be touched loved and feel important in the church, not just a number in the church. Amen? So God fulfilled His promise. And Mary, I believe, had every single reason to be worried. But instead of worry, if you read the Bible carefully, you can see that Mary started to worship God. Everyone say, instead of worry, I will, I will worship the Lord. Mary, instead of being panicky, she praised the Lord and she prayed. So when you face the very seemingly impossible situation in your life, then God called you to do something. Instead of being panicky or being worried, you should worship. You should praise God and you should pray. And God will take care of your need. Amen. God will come true for you. In Luke chapter 18, verse 27, what is impossible with men is possible with God. It seems impossible in your eyes, but it's possible with God. In Luke chapter 1, verse 45, Elizabeth, her cousin, was talking to Mary. Blessed is she, mean Mary, who believed. Can you be called by God? I'm a person who believes. I have faith. For there will be a fulfillment of those things which were told her from the Lord. This young teenager decided to do the will of God. She decided to count the cost and pay the price. She decided to believe in what God says. Yes, the future is uncertain. But instead of having the fear of uncertainty, you need to look at the certainty of God. That God never failed to keep His promise. He will do what He say. Amen. And it shall be done by the grace and by the power of the Holy Spirit. But you need to make a decision first that God use me. God, I'm willing. I will count the cost, And I want to be used by you. I'm going to have faith in walking with you whatever you call me to do. Amen? I want to encourage all of you. We have only one life to live. Everything else is going to be burned up. Your house, your business, your job, everything else is going to be burned up. The only thing going to last is the kingdom. I want to encourage all of you. Don't be pew warmer. Don't be, be seat warmer in the church. Don't be just Sunday church goer start to discover what God called you to do, what God wired you to be and to do. You are special, you're unique, and no one can replace you. No one can do the job that you do. You can do. Amen? And thank God that we are different. The pastor wife in Los Angeles that we just started church, she is so organized and so strict. I like it. I will having a meeting, and she sit down. That this is what we need to do. One, two, three, four, five. I am pastor. Dan, not very organized. We are more like a just flowing with the Holy Ghost flowing. <laughs> we don't organize that much, so we depend on people who are more organized. And when I looked at her face, and she was this, this one, two, three, four. This is what we're gonna do. I was smiling, and thank God that this woman is so organized, helping Pastor Lau to organize the church instead of being. It's just so messy all the time. What I try to say is that we are all different, and we need to find our purpose and calling and say, yes, Lord, use me. I'm willing. I count the cost. I pay the price. No matter what, and I'm going to stand in faith. I'm going to stick to it. I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to throw in a tower. I will go on to the end, whatever you call me to do. And that day, when you stand before the Lord, he will not have to ask this question. What did you do with the gifts and talents and money that I have given you on earth here? What did you do with it? Why didn't you use those things for my kingdom? But he will say to you, good and faithful servant, thumb up, come in. This is the crowd of righteousness. This is the crowd of glory on your head. This is a mansion, waterfront in heaven for you. Because you request to stay closer to Pastor Lau, his house is there. You can still fellowship in heaven. Amen? Some of you may say in your heart, No, no Pastor Lau, no. He's going to bug me again. You're going to come and ask me to read the Bible again. No, no. (laughs) Please, don't waste your life away on earth here. Invest your life for something greater than what you can do. And I want to encourage you. The best employer or the best boss in the world is God. If you say, yes, boss, I will be your employee to serve you and do whatever you call me to do, he will give you salary. He will give you whatever you need to fulfill what he calls you to do. You will not be lacking. You will not be in debt. You will pay the debt off. It may not happen overnight. I'm do to encourage you. It may not happen overnight. But I can guarantee 10 years from now, 5 years from now, your financial situation will be better and better and better. Because our boss pays the salary on time. And not only that, his bonus is big. Because his company, <laughs> good, good company, big bonus maybe every two months. Do you want the big bonus every two months? I got it already. Suddenly the hospital sent me a letter. Uh, how about this? You on call. But because you've been serving the hospital for more than 20 years, we pay you from the first day you're on call. Other surgeons have to be paid after five days or something, and then after that, they get paid. Sometimes I sit at home on the on-call day, tapping my foot. Mm, I sit at home, but the bonus from God come in. I get money for free because I don't do anything. Just sit at home. The hospital pay me to be on call. Praise God that at that amount, I can pay for my mortgage easily. Why? Because I serve God. Because I live for God and God feed me. He is a good employer. He's a good boss. So don't worry. You make decisions, you count the cost, you may lose some friendship, you may lose something, but God going to pay you back. I lose a lot of friends when I chose the file of God in 1995 and 1996. I lost lots of friends. But now, I have a lot of friends all over the world, better friends than before. (laughs) You never outgive God. In this Christmas time, let me ask you the last question. God already gave us the gift in Christmas, His Son. In Christmas time, we are thinking about giving gift. What gift do you prepare for Jesus? He is a birthday boy. You may say, oh, he's God. He has everything. He doesn't need anything from me. He, has, he owns everything. You may say that it's not true. He doesn't have everything. And one thing that I know that he doesn't have is the totality of your heart. You may give only one room to him, but another room you still keep it yourself. Today I want to challenge you. He doesn't need your money. He doesn't need anything, He needs your heart. You make a decision today, I give my whole life to Lord Jesus. You can use me, you can do anything. If you call me to do anything, I will say, yes, Lord, I count the cause, I'm desiring to do your will, and I'm willing to walk by faith. That is the, the best gift of Christmas year 2010, that you can give to Jesus Christ. How many people want to do that Raise your hand up. God, I want to give my whole life to you. You can do whatever in my life. Let's pray. Father, I thank you so much, Lord, for giving yourself to me through your son Jesus first. You gave us first. Today, we make a decision to give you the gift that is my life, my heart, my whole being to you as a living sacrifice. We want to be like Mary. We desire to do the will of God. We will pay the cost. We are willing to give up many things for you, Lord. We seek the kingdom of God and His righteousness first. And all these things shall be added unto us. And we are willing to walk by faith Believe in the promise of God. Nothing is impossible with God, Lord. Oh, Lord, and we believe that you are a good, the best, generous, wonderful employer. You are our master. We are your servant. We are your slave. We are your employees. As we serve you, you will pay the bill for us. You will pay the electric bill for us. You will pay the cleaning of the carpet bill for us in our house. You'll we'll pay the gas for us, Lord. You will take care of us, Lord. We will not lack anything. And we will gonna have a leftover to bless our mom and dad and our spouse, our kids, Lord. We're gonna have leftover because you are such a good, generous God. You are the God who almost sing the board. You are the God who break the net. You are the God with the 12 basket full left over. You are the good God, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Are you glad to be here today?
2: You think of Christmas Day And what it
0: We hope this message has brought you joy and peace this Christmas season. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. And Merry Christmas.